Uh, what is your favorite thing to do during family downtime? Family downtime. I think it varies for us. Uh, three of us in the family will like to play games far more than one. We'll leave them nameless. I don't want to call anybody out too bad in this episode. So sometimes, Can you give us a gender? Mm, not mine. And, uh, and so three of us will play games quite a lot. Uh, there's a lot of TV watching. Uh, also, just getting outside, too. There's some of that, some traveling. It's good downtime. No traveling now, so you're just walking yeah. around the neighborhood. Yeah, neighborhood. Okay. Mm. So, yeah, I, I said, adult coloring books. I enjoy it. It's good. I think my hey, wife hey, enjoys hey, that uh, more than I do. Okay. <laughs> you should be okay with. I'm that. secure. I'm good. I couldn't take a moment to really like make fun of you properly during the sermon because it would have taken away from what we were doing. But so that's a flex. I, I mean, you know. <laughs> I was just glad I wasn't on the stage and that my face couldn't be seen. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Honesty, right? You're just supposed to be honest. Uh, hey, it's it supposed to be from transparent, the heart. right? From the heart. From the heart. I mean, from the heart. my right daughters there. and my wife love adult coloring books. <laughs> so, just throwing that out there. Hold on. I mean, I, I like video games. <laughs> Probably is because I always sucked at coloring. So, same between the lines. There's nothing. That I didn't I ever say I was good at it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Oh, for us, it's board games. Uh, the pool has gotten a lot of use this week, which is insane. Because like, the water warm, is super cold. How warm do you think the pool is? Oh, 70 degrees, maybe. <laughs> it's not, pretty, not bad. Not bad. That's, not bad. that's warm. 70 no, degrees? No, your body temperature is 90 degrees. It is not. Whoa, whoa, whoa. 90? 98, 96. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I, I was round at 90. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for being <laughs> stickler for that. Um, but I, I would say probably our favorite thing to do as a family, if we just want to spend family good time, is board games. Board games. Favorite one? Um, right now, a game called Carcassonne, which is kind of a tile-building game, and you're trying to build a city. Both of you have played that game with us. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's fun, fun game. That game, yeah. Our g- <laughs> it's the it. only board game I've played with you. So Yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Uh, our kids... Hey, I, I, when you played with him, did he win? Oh yeah, of course, of course he mm-hmm. did. Yeah, I like how he chooses those games. Wait a second, you you won the second game. No, we tied. We tied. I think I think my wife won one of them. I mean, you came yeah. close. She, yeah, Alyssa, Alyssa won, won one. one of them. Won yeah. one, one. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait till I didn't win my any. house. My house. Uh, we have on. a we have Beatrix, our our middle daughter. Um, she her favorite thing is Monopoly, and that game is terrible. It is just an atrocious game. It takes lose, forever. That's how you lose friendships. That's, that's how, you, how you break families apart. Yeah. Have you guys ever played, um, I just totally blanked on the name of it and I hate it. Um, <laughs> you roll dice at tables, you move around. Bunko, Bunko. You guys ever played Bunko? I have not I'm played about, Bunko. I'm about to get Once just again. booed. I'm about to get booed <laughs> by uh, some people on this. There's going to be angry, angry faces. Gosh, that game, like... If I play a game, I want strategy. I want the ability to manipulate the game to win. Zero chance in that game. And so, oh gosh, it drives <laughs> me nuts. The only thing I know of Bunko, I was like, I would, had to be nine years old, nine or ten years old. We're at our house, and my mom's hosting Bunko for the church, and all I hear is Bunko, Bunko, and it's just loud. That's the only recollection of Bunko I have. I don't even know what the game is. I just know that people yell Bunko a lot. I just they know. want to. Ladies, and really enjoy playing that game. So I'm telling you, I don't <laughs> like it. So go figure. Well, welcome to ACC Talk. My name is Dave. I'm Rob. I'm Zoe. Um, we are talking about 
uh, kind of a play off of the message from this past weekend, but we're really talking about uh, what does it, like, what does this mean to be in God's family? What are some, uh, just some stories about that? And so the first question I have is, when was a time uh, in your life where you really felt like God's, being in God's family just really made a difference for you? People just really showed up for you, and what did that look like? There's honestly, there's probably multiple that I can think of. I mean, it's been a blessing in many ways, but probably the one that's the most, like, profound in my mind uh, was I was working at a church in Fresno, and um, my parents were living in Fresno at the time. They still live there, but my brother was back uh, in New York, and he got really sick. And you know me in hospitals. Like, I'm like poor brothers in the I hospital. I do know. That's, like, that's good. He can let's be stay home. Like. And so uh, my parents went, and he ended up being in uh, like ICU for about a month. And uh, they still don't 100% know what it was. Um, and so they went in, and they ended up having to remove about 20% of one of his lungs. And, I mean, it was scary, like, because they didn't know what it was, and things just kept kind of escalating on it. And there was a family in the church that um, basically went to the kind of dates a little bit, Sunday school class. And... Um, <laughs> That Sunday school class, basically, everybody pitched in, and they bought me a plane ticket so I could not afford one at the time to fly to be with my brother, and it was just amazing. Oh, that's incredible. Uh, such a great, that's a great story. So, yeah. um, so ours is not too long ago, um, and, it, and it's kind of, it, it's probably more on like the financial over the course of time necessarily than one specific moment. Um, but, uh, like the last, uh, at least for my wife and the last two and a half years were, had been like financially really difficult, um, just through a number of different things, a number of different things that had happened. But like, um, it there, again, there wasn't anything that was so, Hey, this one thing happened and it was just insane. It was just a consistent reminder, um, of God's goodness in our lives, uh, because there was multiple times where we're like, I'm not sure how this is going to happen. And there would be either someone saying, Hey, I just felt like the need I needed to give you this. And that would be what we needed. Or, um, family saying, Hey, I don't, it's just on my heart to do this. Here you go. And not even us saying that we need anything, but just even in our mind thinking, man, this is, this would be helpful. Um, and then the people that we, that we did life with, um, just continue to like encourage and affirm us, um, knowing that they had been through something similar. And so, for me, it wasn't again a net, like here was this big giant thing that happened, but it was just like looking back over the two and a half years that we really walked through a lot of that. It was just cool to see that that God was doing something, and that there were so many instances where it was just kind of little stuff that happened, but made a huge impact, um, lasting. That when you look back on to see what He did. So, how about you, Dave? Uh, for me, um, I think like the most memorable one was actually when I was super early in my faith. Um, I had I had wrecked a car and um, it was totaled and it was gone it was just like man this is tough and I you had know a, I want to know how you did this uh, that one I'm trying that to one <laughs> I had a couple wrecks in high school not not a great not a wow. great track record for me I made sure um, I let you drive but I remember um, that I had a wreck I had a wreck in a car and the car was gone we were trying to figure out it was coming up on the holidays and for the holidays we always went to go see my grandmother um, for the holidays. My grandfather had just passed away. And so she was she was the person, like she was alone. Um, outside of going to church, she didn't really do anything else, just sat in her house all day. And so it was really important for me to be able to try uh, to go see her. And 
Um, I remember there was just this week where God just really showed up and he was using uh, the church to do that. A, a car was given to me. That's wild. Um, just incredible. So we got a car. And then I remember I was working. I worked in high school at a Sonic. And I remember I was working. Did you, did you roller skate? I did not roller skate. That was a terrible, terrible idea to put me in roller skates. Um, but I remember I was working at Sonic and uh, I think I was managing that night. And so... Uh, one of the car hops came in and came up to me and said, hey, there's a lady uh, out there gave me this to give to you. And it was a card. And I opened up the card, and the card was from uh, the librarian at my school, uh, at my high school. And uh, she had just, she felt like, she said, you know, I really just felt like God wanted me to give you uh, $100. And that was our gas money um, oh, to cool. get to go see my grandmother and just, incredible gift like she was a huge woman of faith very influential um in in my faith walk as i was trying to figure out uh god and just just the incredible generosity of what a hundred dollars because for me you know i'm at the point in my life where a hundred dollars is a lot of money but it's not life-changing yeah but the time that i was at in high school like i was i think i was averaging 50 bucks a week uh, working (laughs) at sonic and so like a Hundred bucks was like life changing. If you were yeah. on roller skates, you would have gotten more tips. <laughs> um, but just that idea, and then mo- most recently, like when we moved uh, to Florida to help plan a church, moved without a job, um, without an income, and we had just um, the the people that stepped up for us to be able to allow us to do that was just an incredible um, gift, and the the growth that we had in our relationship with God about specifically about finances, about um, God just really put us into this situation where we had to rely on him uh, for finances and uh, just the many times that we saw God show up through the church, uh, through people saying, Hey, you were on our hearts this week and I'm going to send you a thousand dollars and that we needed it. Like it was just, we just needed it that week and uh, just incredible. Those are cool. I think, too, just as you guys are talking and listening, I was like, we sometimes have, like, these kind of bigger stories of those times when God shows up. But I think, for me, another piece, as I was thinking about it, is just how God has been so faithful to our family. We've moved away from family a few times. Like, we moved to Colorado, and then we can move back to California, a little close to the family, and then we moved out here. And just how there's people in the church that always seem to come around as God's family to be that, like, not to replace a grandparent mm-hmm. or an aunt and an uncle, but people to come into my kids' lives especially that have just had influence in them and just encouragement for them. It's just another element of what that God's family has been for us has been really encouraging and excited. And in some ways you hope you can be towards somebody else. Yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, that, that has happened for us ap- uh, absolutely too. Um, you know, a long time. We live, we've lived a long time away from family and just having people just show up and yeah. ma- make us a part of the family has just been incredible. Um, that's just a huge part of our story. So... So that was when the church showed up for you. Um, what is a story of a time where uh, you had a moment where you got to be a part of, maybe it's a group of people, maybe it's you individually showing up for somebody else um, in the midst of their trials and showing up as the church? I mean, I think there's things even in the time of being here, um, 
when Harvey hit, just watching people in our church rally, and we went and just broke into teams and went out one day to really just help different people that somebody in the church knew and just showing up at some stranger's house because of one person's connection and just helping them, unfortunately, haul things out of the house that were destroyed um, and ripping carpet, you know, starting to tear drywall off the walls and just watching the church rally around that and trying to meet needs. And it was probably one of the most impressive, powerful pitches of what I think the, the the family of God, the local church is really supposed to be. Yeah. Um, so, um, this was, it, this was actually, uh, this past Christmas, um, where we were at, uh, there was someone that was pretty new to the church and, um, total life change, um, in terms of encountering Jesus, um, like baptized our second week after going to the church. So God did something really cool. Um, we had the opportunity to, um, uh, uh, as like a, it was partly a church family and it had to do with like, you know, people being generous, but, um, able to, she was in a situation where she needed to move. Uh, wasn't sure what that looked like, where she was going to go. We were able to, um, pay for her for two months rent for her and then also give her enough money to then buy gifts for her kids. Um, and so it was really cool, um, just to be a part of something like that. And, and yes, it, it, it is, you know, the, the church, you know, that, uh, that would go to do something like that. Like there's something cool about, even if it's just like financially giving whatever that might be. Um, but like seeing how you can use that to impact someone. And so I was fortunate to actually go show up to the place where like, Hey, this is your leasing agents. Uh, Hey, Hey, by the way, we did this thing and see the reaction. Um, and so that for me, and then even we were recording her story and then said, Oh, Hey, by the way, we did this. Here's some more, you know, financial help. And then to see that reaction, um, it's, there's just something really cool about, about seeing it happen because you hear stories about it all the time. But when you actually see what that did for the person, it just, it continues to stir this, this, this thing in you where it's like, man, this is what I want to be a part of all the time. Like if I can help someone have that kind of reaction, it might not be, you know, I might not be able to do a huge thing, but if I can actually be a part of that, I think that, that that's part of the reason why I think we as the church feel like, I mean, it's that phrase where it's, it's always better to give than receive because when you see that, like there's something intrinsic in Christians that like, that's what we want to be a part of. It's something bigger than myself and it's something beyond what, what I'm personally just capable of doing. But what I, what happens when we together, um, get to do something and to see really what it does. It was just, it was just really cool for me. I think it's part of that kind of that we call it God's upside down economy. You know, you give yourself away, you actually gain in that. And just even thinking of like the situations like you're talking about, like Harvey uh, and other times where you see as a church, you rally around something, even though you might be able to look at something in your own life and be like, man, this is bad. I'm not in a good spot. How it just changes your perspective. And so even like what we're going through right now, uh, it's what I love, like watching yesterday, people show up here at the church, dropping off food items for the foster home. Uh, Somebody else just came by today and just, you know, you get your mind off of what you may be uh, dwelling mm-hmm. on to something bigger than yourself. And that's what being a part of the church allows you to do because you're part of God's family and you can be used by God. It's just, it's crazy. It seems so counter to culture, but the more you give yourself away, it's like the more you get. And the, and the thing that I've realized too with that is it, um, I'm just even thinking too, yesterday we got an opportunity to go, um, like I know in our area they were doing with the, like was, I don't know if it was whole citywide, but like they were driving through teachers were going through and going through neighborhoods. Um, but we got to do something just a few of us here and drove by for, uh, a girl that's at our church and it was her birthday. And like, just seeing the, I got like, 
it seems like it was something that was so easy, like just drove around and just honked my horn and that was it. But like the impact that it was, it, it's just crazy how much more of an impact it actually is than we think it might sure. be. And just like, again, just kind of can push that, hey, keep doing it because it's going to mean more than you think it will. Yeah, I'll even say for that situation in particular, like we got to like going into it, I was like, oh my gosh, this feels <laughs> ridiculous and not like not 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 worthy but just did not feel like man is this really going to be uh, a big when deal when we show up in the neighborhood with like eight cars and there's this and elementary school, school, school elementary like a hundred cars it felt like in front of us like hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but like just going around and just seeing that girl that little girl react mm-hmm. um to seeing all these people come by for her like just like yeah. floored me i was just i love being cool. A part of stuff like that yeah. and just f- fills that need that we have for transcendence for being above ourselves and making it about other people for mm-hmm. me personally like we've def i've definitely had the opportunity to be a part of some really n- incredible generosity things giving cars away and uh being a being a part of that but something that i really uh think about when i think about w- when did we get to show up for someone was there was a couple um in our lives in illinois that um, they were just really struggling with their marriage. And there were a couple times where um, we would, uh, um, Sharon's mom was with, staying with us for a couple weeks. And um, they, I just remember this night, they were just struggling. They were at the end of their rope. They were about to be done. And we were able just to go over to their house and just sit down and talk through some stuff with them. And, um, you know, they're still together today. And just being able to see, being able to be a part of walking through something like that with somebody and being able to say, um, I got to be a small part of God saving their marriage and really speaking life into that and what that means for their kids and what that means for their family. And I think those are the moments that I think about when I get to be a part of that. And it's, you know, it's a huge reason of why. Uh, I do what I do, like just yeah. being able to help people in community like that and being able to show up when they're in the midst of their worst moment. Yeah. yeah. I think as a church, and obviously that's part of what we strive for as part of our vision is that impact uh, in generosity, but also in community in the sense of people knowing they belong or are a part of something. And, you know, it's a little frustrating. We had some bigger plans coming into this week for Love Week, uh, yeah. but obviously coronavirus has kind of said, hey, it's got to be a little bit different. Yeah. And uh, But I think it's still such what a cool opportunity even to get creative, to say, God, how can I get outside of myself even in this week um, and do something to show your love very practically to somebody? Whether it's going to pretty much be a neighbor now, like it's got to be somebody pretty close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, can't go anywhere. <laughs> not supposed to, right? And so, just kind of working through that, I think you know God's going to use that. And I think we have an incredible opportunity as the church to show up in this time that can seem dark and can seem, you know, not what it's supposed to be, and shine bright. And so, I'm excited to see maybe what people are able to do this week, even through that. I I'm so excited about it. And you were talking earlier about people showing up, like. Yesterday, when people were like bringing food by for the for the foster home, I was just like, "Man, this is because the shelter in place order came out like the same day." Mm-hmm. And so, I was looking at it and I was like, "Ah, well, I don't, we'll see what where this goes." And just it just continually floored by the generosity of our church and their willingness to just jump in and that we have a problem, let's fix it, let's yeah. let's contribute. And I just 
I love being a part of a church like that. And so yeah. it's just an incredible gift. So we'd love to know for sure if you are doing something, if you're able to practically love on somebody, whether it's a family member, a neighbor, to let us know, even send us pictures um, of that. And so we can share that and celebrate it together. Yeah, drop yeah. us a comment um, in the feed, the Facebook feed. And like if there's something that you, you've done this week or if there's a moment uh, where you... Uh, were able to be a part of something or where the church showed up for you just drop us a comment share that story with us we would love to hear that no. well thank you for joining us um that is acc talk for this week and uh we hope that you guys are staying safe and just a reminder if if this has affected you uh, we want to know we want to be a part of that uh, church showing up for you and so if you're in a hard place if you're having a hard time uh let us know and we will do whatever we can uh to figure out how to show up for you yeah and obviously this weekend we're online again yeah we will be doing communion uh during the services so make sure you have some supplies at home to do that so when you say supplies at home what are you talking about yeah it can be as simple as crackers it can be bread um some kind of juice again some people may get really hung up on what the items are i think it's more symbolic of what we're doing uh, and it's the heart and it's the attitude of worship as we come to remember and what it is but simply so if i get a cup of water a cup of water can work and a cracker like you a got some grape slice juice, of white bread sure we're good to go you're good to go we would okay. be better no i'm kidding white's totally fine <laughs> and uh but again just to be ready to participate with us and uh, it's not that it's um you know, I think I think some people can say that you're not being reverent about communion, but I would say the act of participating is more important than mm-hmm. the. I think Scripture is really clear over yeah. and over again. It's about the heart yeah. more than the physical action. Yeah. And uh, where why did Jesus give it? It was to remember. And mm-hmm. so, if a piece of white bread and some a cup of water helps you to remember in that moment, I think that's what's way more important than that. He receives the glory and the praise. Yeah, and I I really don't think that Jesus is going to be so mad that like, hey, you're shut in, but you should have gone out and got some grape juice. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> Wise words from Zoe. <laughs> Thank you guys for joining us once again. Drop that comment if uh, God has done something incredible in your life and we appreciate you guys being with us this week have a great week Uh, we'll see you on sunday see you guys bye